God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That word repent means to turn. To turn. So the direction that you're going, turn around. Come back the way that you came. As you walked away from God, go back that way. In Revelation, the revelation, and and this is what that is, the revelation of Jesus Christ to John, the beloved. He was talking to one of the churches. And he says to that church, consider the height from which you have fallen. That kind of paints a picture, doesn't it? Right? That's an easy one to to grasp. But in it, he's saying, you have forgotten your first love. You've forgotten your first love. The thing that was once the premier thing in your life, me. Really, what he's saying is you have forgotten me. You have forgotten me. You have willingly betrayed me. You have willingly brought in other gods other things in your life and you, that have replaced me. Consider the height from which you had fallen. Repent and do what you did at first. If you do, re- if you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Talking to the church. Have you forgotten your first love? Jesus would say to you, consider the height from which you have fallen. This is where you were. This is where you are now. Consider the height from which you have fallen. Now go back and do what you were doing before when you were in my love. Since then you have walked away You have committed adultery with other things against me. You have, in fact, cheated on me, to use a familiar word in today's language. You have cheated on me. The hardest thing to do when we sin is, one, to admit it, right? To admit that we have sinned against God, but that when we recognize that and we're man or woman enough to admit to it, that is the first step on the road to reconciliation. That's the first step headed back into God's love. I was talking with someone recently who had once 
been saved and had walked away from God completely. And it's, it's been years. Not been to church, not prayed. As a matter of fact, gone off into other, many, many other things that are against God, literally. And this person was recognizing that this was probably not the best way to go. And they were reluctant to even go into detail, but they could feel very strongly that God was doing something and even beckoning them to come back. And I told them the story. One of my, one of my most favorite stories in all of the Bible And it's the story of the prodigal son. One of my other most favorite stories is the woman that was caught in sin. And how she just, she was ready to be stoned. Her life was over, literally over. But in in this story, so I told her the story of the prodigal son and how he had gone to his father and he said, I I want my share of the inheritance, though you're not dead yet, dad. I don't want to wait till you're dead for my money. Give it to me now. What? (laughs) All right, I want my inheritance now. I don't want to wait till you die, dad. I want it now. So his father divided his belongings and gave the son, his share. And so the son took all of that money and and he went to distant lands where he squandered it, every bit of it, all of his father's money on sinful living, Just, just wasted it all. Some of you sitting here today can say, that was me. Though I didn't take what was my dad's, I sure squandered my life, squandered all kinds of money in riotous living, in, in evil living. That was me. I did that until I came to Jesus. Well, this son hired himself out to a pig farmer. Now, I worked for a pig farmer for some time. Seriously. That's a dirty job. You know Mike Rowe. You know Mike Rowe from TV. Dirty Jobs, the show Dirty Jobs. That was one of them. It was a dirty, stinky job. But it had to be done. And I think I was probably, I don't know, 14 maybe. And... And so this young, now this is a Jewish boy that has squandered all of his wealth and that of his father in evil living, sinful living, right? And he hires himself out to a pig farmer, which was detestable to a Jewish person. (laughs) The worst of the worst of the worst 
was anything to do with pigs because of their filth, right? And yet, things were so bad. So this tells you how bad the situation was for him. And he was starving to death. He was starving. He had nothing to live on because he had spent it all on living in rebellion. He left a place where he was comfortable. He was protected. He was provided for. He was loved. And and so many other things. He left it all. Maybe that's you. Maybe you left that kind of life because you wanted to do it your way. And so he hires himself out back to this pig farmer, this lowly, just, just filth everywhere. And you can't work that kind of a job without it getting all over you. You can't do it. My poor mother. I was living at home at the time. Come home, she'd make me take my clothes off, put them in a bag, and she'd wrap it up, and then dump them in the washer immediately. It was, it was, well, here's this young man. He's, he's, he's starving, literally starving to death, hires himself out, and he's so hungry that the garbage, the leftover junk that they were feeding the pigs, not the good stuff in the pods that is useful for humans, the leftover stuff that the humans can't digest, the pods that were given to the pigs, he wanted to eat that. He was so hungry. He was longing to eat that, but it says nobody gave him anything. And he began to starve. And then he thought to himself, he came to his senses, and he thought to himself, you know what? Even my father's lowest of hired hands have ample food, ample protection, ample place to live, ample clothing, and even then some. They have some left over. This is the lowest that worked for my dad. I'm going to go back to the house of my father, and I'm going to say to him, don't even look at me as a son anymore. Hire me on as one of your hired hands, and I know that then, even then, I will be fine. And so he makes up his mind, I'm going home. Maybe you've done that. Maybe you've walked away from God, and things didn't turn out the way that you had hoped they were. They would. And so you made the decision, I'm going back home. You see, he recognized his sin. That's the first step to going home. So he heads home. Doesn't say how far it was. Doesn't say how long it took. All it says is that his daddy sees him coming from a long way off. What does that tell you about the father? Oh, he's looking. He's looking for him. He's waiting for the day his child is going to come home. 
He's praying for the day when his child is going to come home. And one day he's hoping to God that he sees him coming on the hills and far away. And finally, after years, he sees him coming from a long way off, the Bible says. And what did he do? He waited for the sun to come all the way home. Heck no! He went running out there to meet him. He ran, he's dropping stuff on the way, shedding stuff so he can run faster. And he runs out there and he just embraces his son. My boy, you've come back, you were lost, and now you're found. And the boy is just like, oh my God, I'm embarrassed to be seen by you. Can you imagine working with the pigs? And he comes home and he says, Dad, I've embarrassed you. I've, I've taken all of what you gave me and I've just wasted it all. I'm not worthy to be called your son anymore. I've betrayed you. I've turned my back on you, our whole family. And I've brought embarrassment to you and myself. I'm not worthy to be your son anymore. Just let me work for you the rest of my life as one of your hired hands. Just let me do that. I know I'll be all right. And the father said, what? Are you out of your mind? I've been praying for this moment for years. I've been waiting for you. Are you kidding me? My hired hand, you're my son I love you more. I love you as much now as the day you left. And I've been waiting for this moment. Hired hand, no way. We're gonna have a party. We're gonna celebrate. Go kill that fattened calf, and we're gonna have us a barbecue. <laughs> we're gonna have a and, and get everybody set up the pavilion, put up the decorations. Bring out everybody, and we're just going to have a party. We're going to celebrate. Why? Because you were lost, and now you're not. You're found. You have been restored to me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God longs for the day when his people are restored to him. You may be in good relationship with God right now, but you still feel the Spirit speaking in your heart. You feel the weight of the words spoken that are moving on your heart. God loves you. He loves you as much now as he ever did. Because he gives it all to you. He doesn't refrain. He gave it all to you. And it's all there for you to take. That son realized that he had done wrong. And he turned and he went back the way that he came. 
he went back home. Have you left home? Have you gone away that you know is not right? It doesn't matter what it is. It just matters that it's rebelling against God. When we rebel against God, and our world is in a state of rebellion, and in Romans chapter 1, we're not going to go into detail. Maybe next week we can hit this a little bit more. But what happens when people rebel against God and they, God will, will try to contain them and say, listen, that's not a good idea. Don't do that. Why? Because he loves you. Right? Jimmy, don't play in the road. <clears throat> You're going to get hit by a car. Right? Don't play with the knobs on the stove. You're going to get burnt. Don't play with matches. You're going to cause a fire. And so on and so forth. The things that God has, the parameters, let's say it this way, the fencing, the parameters that God has placed on his people to stay within are for our own good because he loves us, because he wants the best possible outcome for us. When we stay in God's love and in obedience with God, there's blessing that comes with that, friends. When we remove ourselves from obedience to God, that's when trouble comes. That's when trouble comes. So they, they had a big party and they celebrated that the son, the lost son, had returned. <laughs> Brian, see the horse bucket. Come on, boy. So I'm purposely making as light of this as possible because to her this is a big deal. Like this is. A little bit of a trauma response. This is uh, out of control. I don't know what to do. And the worst thing I can do is focus on what she's doing wrong right now. She's finding her peace. She's figuring it out. She's self-soothing. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know what to do other than just run to the Father and say, Papa, help Let's play that again. That's just so beautiful. The horse is you and me. The cowboy, that's God. <laughs> Brian, come on, boy. So I'm purposely making as light of this as possible because to her, this is a big deal. Like, this is a little bit of a trauma response. This is uh, out of control. I don't know what to do. And the worst thing I can do is focus on what she's doing wrong right now. She's finding her peace. She's figuring it out. She's self-soothing. Oh. oh. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know what to do other than just run to the Father 
and say, Papa, help me. Look at that. We don't know how to fix stuff. We don't know what to say other than just run to the Father. Say, Papa, help. You don't need great words. You don't need to add a lot of drama to it. Would you stand with me today? All you need to do is return to the Father. Run to the Father. And say, Papa, help. You may have children. You may have grandchildren. And they get hurt. And they run to you. And they just reach. They reach to you, don't they? And what do you do? There's nothing else you're going to do than bend down and pick them up and hold them. Maybe you, you haven't had children or grandchildren yet, but maybe that was you to a parent or somebody that loved you. Maybe it wasn't. And you're longing for that. Sometimes all that we can do is run to the Father and say, Papa, help. Papa, help. I need you. Sometimes the things in life that we're facing are just too big for us to be able to overcome. Sometimes we've made decisions like that prodigal son did, and we've just gone away willingly, walked away from God. For whatever reason. And it don't really matter. Maybe we thought we were going to do this. Or that or the other. And here we are. Such a great distance. A chasm of distance between us and God. And God the whole time is beckoning us. Come back to me. My love has not changed for you. I still love you. I still love you. I don't know where you are today. But God does. And you do. Brother Bill is going to sing a song. And I'm going to challenge you to do what that horse did. I'm going to challenge you to be a horse today. And I'm going to challenge you to put off your bucking and your running away and just gradually move in closer. Just move in close to the Father. You don't have to say anything at all. You don't have to say anything at all. Just move back close to the Father. Respond to him. Don't wait. Don't stay in your seat. Don't wait for the right song. Don't wait for Pastor Russ to say the right thing because he probably ain't gonna. 
Lord, I just pray for my brothers and sisters today. I pray for those, Lord, that have responded today. I pray that for those that remain in their seats and are in a good place with you, Lord, and don't feel the need to do that. Lord, I just pray that if we are in good relationship with you, that we would stay there, that we would grow, that our relationship with you would grow. And if we're not, Lord, don't let us harden our hearts. Father, may we humble ourselves before you and just without needing to say a word, just respond to you and come back. I pray that you pour out your spirit on those that are here today and those that are watching live. I pray that you would make yourself real to people today. Restore us again to right relationship with the Father. And I want to just pray a prayer here today in case there are those that want to be back in right relationship with God. And, and if, if you want to, you can pray this prayer after me. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I have sinned against you. And I'm really sorry. I want to live in right relationship. Every single day. Forgive me for my wandering. Today, I come back to you. Receive me. Forgive my sin. Help me to live my life and walk with you. Help me to obey you. In Jesus' name.